position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 242 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this glorious, unbelievably, unfucking, fathomably hot, scorching, miserable desert, Tatooine-like Friday, the 14th of June, 2019, out here in Las Vegas, where our temperature, where our temperatures have been in for this week, uh, the upper 106 degree with heat index around 110 if you get in your car touch the steering wheel you die anyway uh that would make uh 10 15 a.m pacific coast time left coast coast with the most um crack, uh, crack engineer ivor molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign like the dutiful little peon that he is ivor you are fired because you were always always expendable, but he's holding up the whiskey sign, that is a good idea, oh boy, a little bit of a shaky hand pour there, that, that was not the greatest sign, um, cheers, mmm, mmm, ah, 
think there was some ash in the bottom of that shot glass. Ah! Oh, which would make it for our sequel, friends, by the way. The one true time and date format. Uh, 2019, uh, June, uh, uh, 2019-06-14 at 10.16 a.m. Pacific Coast time. Uh, Coast to the most. Uh, let's, we have, um, uh, crazy show for you this week. Uh, actually, it is a pretty crazy show. It's nothing like last week. Once again, Ivor, you're fired because Ivor, Ivor's already putting on his auto asphyxiation rig. Uh, because as we all know, we should have a sound effect for this. Once I get the soundboard back up and running, we'll have a sound effect for it. But as, as everyone knows who listens to this show, every time I say that the show is going to be short this week, we end up with a show like last week's show. Which went on for as long as uh, what, what the Lord of the Rings third movie extended cut went on as long as I don't know a fucking Belgian funeral. No offense to Belgians, I've never been to a Belgian funeral, nor do I know anything about their burial rites, but it seemed appropriate. So anyway, let's get straight to our top stories this week. We have two deals for you this week that uh, we're going to get to. We're going to flip our deals around. Normally, traditionally, we always do our deals at the end of the show. We're going to do them before our feature because uh, there's a good chance some of you might want to run right out and get it, get one of these titles because uh, it's only going to be available for under 24 hours as of now, like just slightly under 24 hours. Um, so if you weren't paying attention to the time and date information, then guess what? You are shit out of luck and you have failed. You have to go back and start from the beginning because I'm not going to repeat it because I'm that kind of dick. No, it's uh, as of uh, right now, uh, 2019-06-14 at 10.18 a.m. Pacific Coast time. There's just under, I think, 23 hours left on it. So it's through available through tomorrow. And what is that deal? Well, I will tell you later. Because I am that kind of dick. See what I did there? I thought, see, I, I convinced you that I was evil and that I was going to be all nice. And then, then even in my niceness, I found a new way to inflict evil upon you. So let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, many thanks to a uh, friend of the show and friend of mine, uh, Mr. Jeff Jeffy Wise, for providing the intel on this fuck, I mean, depressing scoop. Not necessarily Linux game related, but very important, I'm sure, to all of our listeners. Well, to some of, at least important to me. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, beloved Emporium of endlessly, you know, I would say, like, as on a curation scale, 80% is what I would give it in terms of quality. Like, 80% in terms of concentrated quality. Beloved emporium of giftables and self-giftables, thinkgeek.com. If you've never been there before, then, well, you're lucky because now is your last chance because thinkgeek.com is going to be rolled up into the what do you call it? like the what the otherwise utterly irrelevant mediocrity of the uh, entire GameStop behemoth lumbering rusty empire? It's like you know, like this giant ATAT Walker, but it's like it hasn't seen maintenance in like three hundred fucking years. It's like all rust, and it's it's like this behemoth. It's like even it's little feet, like, you know, lands on its 
you know, they're huge, but they're made of metal, and it lands on one of its feet, and it just disintegrates into rust as all the joints, and down goes the head. Oh, it's like a dog. Oh, it's like a dog with its head on the ground. That's what I think about GameStop, especially these last uh, <coughs> few years. Um, Think Geek is being rolled into GameStop. They've been acquired... <coughs> Excuse me, by GameStop, I got a little too excited there with the ATAT Walker, and I didn't get quite enough chaser after that ash went down my throat from the shot. Thus, we see a causal chain. Anyway, um, they're being folded into GameStop, and that is super depressing because, I mean, that's a great deal for GameStop because, like I said, they are becoming, in my opinion, I might be wrong. I, I haven't been to a GameStop in at least a year I, I the last time I went uh, was I imagine is a common scenario for all of you who are hideously old such as myself I had to get a controller on really short notice um, so I just went to the local GameStop like, right by my house um, and there's not much happening there uh, for good reason because there's the internet which I think everyone who's listening to this podcast has probably heard of it's an amazing product um so yeah, there's the internet, there's Amazon, there's all of these streaming game marketplaces like Steam, Good Old Games, Humble Bundle, um, and then the you know completely irrelevant uh, competing uh, things like uh, the new Epic Store, which is like the most asinine, try to take a shit in the mouth of the game industry kind of fucking cheap trick, evil ploy, whatever. Asinine. It's not even evil, because like evil implies like some degree of like actual intelligence and strategy and there is none behind the epic store but anyway so GameStop to me is like a largely like a controller store and that's it um I don't understand its utility uh to anyone really unless you are like you know 8 maybe 5 to 14 years old and maybe your parents are divorced and your dad wants to take you on a super cool fucking father-son or father-daughter weekend who wants to go to GameStop and then go camping fuck you dad you're not my real dad Chuck's my new real dad and you see that, that, that we're off to the races already there I'm speaking of course without experience of coming from a broken home but uh, at least not one that I didn't break up myself with my own two hands. So the reason why I'm mentioning this and the reason why I find this so depressing, I just found this out like right after I woke up. Jeff was getting off work and he messaged me and I was just getting up. Um, the reason I find this so depressing and I was kind of surprised to find it so depressing um, is that Think Geek, is, Think Geek has always been my go-to for anything gift-wise, that is super cool. And then only recently, only like these last nine months, have I started to actually buy stuff from Think Geek for myself, and now it's going away. But the major quality of Think Geek, as I was intimating earlier, is the level, the quality of curation on Think Think Geek, which is very hard for me to say and enunciate, because um, otherwise it just sounds like Think Inc., Boot Edge Edge, Buddha Judge, Buddha Gag, Boot Edge Edge, Buddha Judge. 
Buttigieg. Uh, but Think Geek um, has always been my go-to for that 80% level of quality, uh, compact, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, the, the products that they sell, the line that they have offered, the lines that they have offered, have only gotten better and better throughout the years for the most part. There was like the weird comic book years where like they just became obsessed with everything about comic. But like, you know, you can buy a fucking Rick and Morty Plumbus replica on Think Geek. And like, that's like an amazing gift. You can buy um, a, a Fallout is a very sore subject for me still. It's like it gets sore and sore. It's the old wound, but you can buy like a Fallout replica full size one to one plasma rifle or was it plasma or laser? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. You say plasma, I say well. Difference between plasma and lasers are pretty big. One like theoretically would launch a superheated bolt of like a bubble of plasma the bubble protecting the plasma inside through some sort of bizarre uh, futuristic process and then a laser would just be a fucking laser but um you know all this shit always my go to the thing that sucks now well which is to your benefit is they are having a massive fucking liquidation sale ostensibly uh, as of according to Jeff and I'm going off because I, I I tried to dig through their site and trying to dig through their site for a detail such as this, like a business detail, is like trying to make a kid go through a well, okay, no one knows what a Toys R Us is anymore, but um, like a candy store who's like starving and new to America, and he has five thousand dollars in his pocket, but he can't buy anything until he finds. Uh, the Charlie Noble and polishes it and then everyone live streams him because as everyone knows there is no such thing as a Charlie Noble and I will tell you that story some other time but as he tries to find the Charlie Noble he is constantly sidetracked by all the candy and that's exactly what my experience was this morning Um, so yeah Jeff says that uh, the site itself will go down um as of July 2nd was the date I, th- I believe that he quoted um, I haven't verified that because you know this, this story broke this morning quote unquote broke um, I'm very sad to see the Think Geek because that's the thing it's like it's great for GameStop because like they're irrelevant without like adding some other retail force that is better smarter and more you know like attuned to like people who actually want to buy things which by the way if you have a business especially in retail, especially in chain retail, those are good things to have incorporated in your business model. Um, I realize that times have changed, but, you know, we're going to have to update our inventory. And so now they're updating it by acquiring Think Geek Geek and folding it into GameStop. I doubt that the combined thing, you know, the Think Geek-GameStop hybrid will be anywhere near as efficient as Think Geek was on its own because you know the whole thing about Think Geek is that they sell crazy shit and you know have a supply chain and the wholesaling and the relationship with um, you know game companies and blah 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 
that part makes it a good match, but the bad parts of it are that ThinkGeek's core quality is that you can buy all, you can f- jump on there at the last minute, you know, like four days before your best friend's birthday or whatever. And, oh, sorry. Oh, God, I'm bringing. No, do not disturb. Ah, do not disturb. Mm, do not disturb your order. I'm doing the podcast. Very sorry. That was a very East Indian Yoda. But so I think that, like, the two qualities of both of these stores, well, the one quality of the one good store in this scenario will be diluted and mainly destroyed by being incorporated into GameStop because I can't imagine that GameStop I can't imagine that all of the millions of GameStops that I've seen in my entire life especially the one closest to my house are going to like roll out like the fucking bucks to fucking bring in actual inventory so what you'll get is like kind of like a hybrid Spencer for uh, uh, Spencer's gifts you know like a novelty store almost for little kids and adults and adults don't want to go there um, and little kids can't afford it so that's like kind of like the worst of both worlds but you know whatever think geek is going away and it sucks because only recently did I discover um, former friend of the show. <laughs> he hates me now. Um, Free Like GNU and uh, what the fuck was that other guy's name? We got into a political argument and he said, I'm never talking to you again. I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, they recommended uh, this is ancient history like nine months ago, they recommended um, some of these kits that they sold on ThinkGeek that are fucking amazing. They are basically wooden snap-tight models that are pre-cut and they're very cheap and you can make all sorts of shit out of them. Like I made like a a dancing ballerina and you can paint them easily using just any acrylic and they're super cheap and they're great for all ages and now evidently those are going away and scattered into the wind so I I was depressed about that along with you know the normal retinue of like you know fucking Darth Vader bookends and retinue is that did I just say retinue anyway you know whatever the usual lineup so that's Think Geek Think Geek is going away evidently I didn't see any discounts that were like extremely steep or unusual but I think that everything might already be marked down to 50% I don't know the two things that I the three things that really caught my eye were were the dog meat uh, replica model for 50 bucks which is like really cool but it is based off of, off of Bethesda's models so it's not quite the dog meat that I remember from Fallout 2 that I loved and so I didn't purchase anything and I'm content to let it go into the abyssal dark, dark Stygian sludge of the past the long lost no matter how recently it was lost it's still long lost because it's lost forever think geek curation oblivion but just because I chose that path does not mean that you have to so jump on think geek think geek while you still may and look for the steep discounts. Up next in our top stories, as mentioned in the insanely long episode last week, um, the developers behind Risk System uh, caused 
celebrations for a Best Links Games podcast show first when they approached me through my curator channel on Steam to give me a free copy of their game. Now, I I will just say very quickly, once upon a time when I was a fucking print journalist and wrote for IGN and other major online people, and they were major at the time, they were not the shallow, hollowed-out selves that they've become, um... You know that you've made it when Rockstar sends you the complete promo kit along with a copy of the game one week ahead of embargo with all of the merch. You know, I've been there. I've done that. It's not that great, except that it does give you one week lead time over everyone else to actually play the game and then, you know, punch up the copy and blah. But when they do that, that's amazing. This is since I started best, you know, I was like out of journalism for like three or four years, game journalism specifically, for three or four years, much needed, much needed holiday, um, before I started this podcast, but this was the first time that I didn't have to solicit for a free copy of a game. Unfortunately, I got to boot it up this week, and it runs literally at I would say 200 times the actual normal speed of the game. It's like if you ever had to pop in a a memory manager um, for like X-Wing during the old DOS days and you had an overpowered computer for it and this is like, you know, two years after release uh, and it runs at like a thousand times faster that's how it runs. So I posted a, a discussion thread about this specific problem. I took, you know, the 20 minutes to let them know, let the developers know, because they gave me a free copy of the game, which is currently serving them all, because I've now talked about it for about five minutes on the show. So all 500 listeners that we get weekly will be fucking ecstatic. Anyway, the coolest thing, though, is I highlight, you know, I explained exactly what the problem was, and uh, it makes the game unplayable, completely unplayable. It makes it makes it impossible to navigate the menus. Like, the attract mode, like, the, the demo screen video for it, happens in, like, under three seconds, and it's incomprehensible. That's how fast it it's running. They have, they, because they're, they, they're doing community outreach to Linux because they are making a Linux port of the game that uh, they feel they can be proud of. Good on them, right? Kudos. Kudos. I hate that expression. But fucking A, yeah. Rock on. So I took the time. They replied within 10 minutes and explained that they were aware of the problem and all the steps that they were taking to fix it. And they plan on rolling that out in the like in the next uh, hotfix push that they're going to do. They said sometime you know, in the very near future, which I took to mean like, you know, a week to two weeks. So, uh, check out Risk System if you haven't. It's a side scroller, side scrolling space shooter. I have not gone to play it yet. More okay. Up next in our top stories. Yeah, no, we're gonna be out of here in under an hour. I promise you. Famous last words. Aivor, hold up that whiskey sign. I can't see it. Can't see it. He's flooding the the booth with nerve gas. It's just so pathetic. Don't you realize, Ivor, that if you're asphyxiating yourself, you're not gonna get any of the benefits of the. Ne- Never mind. More whiskey. Oh, God. I think I got the rest of the ash. I forgot about the ash! I'm next in our top stories. Mordhau videos on YouTube. If you have given Mordhau a chance, that's M-O-R-D-H-A-U, and you have found it somewhat 
insanely difficult to get a single kill or to be effective at the game at all. You and I found ourselves in the same position as of uh, Friday of last week. Friday, late, late, late Friday of last week. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm stoned, I'm drunk. I need to know what the fuck I am doing wrong. And so I went on YouTube and I started looking at Mordow videos. I spent like fucking five hours, not that night, but like over that weekend, you know, in little chunks, um, absorbing all these Mordow videos. There are some amazingly good how to get re- not not just the get good Mordow guide that I've I've, I've linked to and posted in so, uh, previous messages of uh, previous uh, mentionings of Mordow on this show, but like there are like advanced guides now because now we're up to like build seven I think update seven of Mordow, and there are great, funny, concise, and really on point. No pun intended because it's a game where you stab people in the face and slice off their heads on point get it see on point like a sword and never mind a rapier wit is lost on you i guess mm. but uh these will these videos watching some of these videos will make you better and in my case they really gave me like a shakabuku moment like almost an epiphany an epiphanic experience where i was like wait a minute the Evidently, by playing Mordow now for like three weeks, drunk and stoned exclusively, I have picked up some really bad habits and backwards thinking of things that I thought I knew. Because I couldn't get a kill. Like, I mean, like, I was having really bad problems. Like, I, like you know, like in Mordow, like, you get really good, and then you hit a plateau, and then you either get really even better, and then you hit a plateau, or you, you know, uh, regress and you get worse because now you're thinking of too many things. Well, there are a lot of good videos out there that have made me much better. Have restored me to my former shittiness. You know, like where I can get fucking five kills with ten deaths and twelve assists or whatever. But that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Those five kills, twelve deaths and whatever. That's good enough for me. But then like you come out the gate and you get, you know, after you retune your brain and maybe your uh, loadouts, come out and get like 10 kills and two deaths and stuff like that, which is much preferable. So I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, blah. Our feature this week is on a game called Lift Out, uh, Lift Off, which we'll be getting to in a moment because first we have the deals because, like I said, uh, you want to get to one of them immediately. Uh, which is weird because I just realized that we've never had a deals bumper for the show. We've always just had the deals backing track and we only have two deals for you. So in the interest of brevity, we will continue sans deals music. That's very sad, isn't it? I will regard that as his finest composition. You hear me, Ivor? No, he doesn't hear me. Yeah, it's good. The ball, the ball gag with the asphyxiation rig and the nerve gas, which might be overkill, has really, really done wonders for Ivor and his uh, his career, especially as he carts it out of here in the tiny little paper cup in which it entirely fits. So, the deals this week, we have two of them. One of them is a 
game that does not actually work on Linux yet because of a combination of problems, mainly Crytek and according to reports on ProtonDB, lots of people claim that it's due to easy anti-cheat, but as I've tried to explain to Boldy Lockers many, many times, easy anti-cheat is not the devil. Easy anti-cheat is actually really good. It's just that easy anti-cheat itself is not really responsive when developers themselves are not really responsive to Linux users who have problems with easy anti-cheat. And trust me, I know I ran servers for 7 Days to Die, all of which used an easy anti-cheat, and when easy anti-cheat goes schizo, it goes schizo, but that is not generally indicative of a problem with easy anti-cheat, it's generally a problem with the developer who doesn't actually, because easy anti-cheat is just a service. Which is great, because it actually makes it possible for, even though in this case we're talking about Crytek, Oh yeah, the game is Hunt Showdown. Which is a first-person cooperative competitive PvE slash PvP Crytek engine-powered full-blown blah blah. It doesn't work. But, right now they're having a free-to-play weekend. So if you want to hack your way through every possible combination of a of configurations that you could ever throw at it, 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 I think it's still in early access. Uh, now, for the next two days and twenty three hours, you can play Hunt Showdown for free. Um, it looks like an impressive game. It does not work on my machine for e- easy anti cheat or for whatever reason. I did not get an easy anti cheat uh, message. I got uh, actually a um, a crash report please report this cross through blah 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 and I just like, fuck it so I'm uninstalling it but for those of you who are you know some of I know some of you are just you like to kick yourselves in the balls constantly and how do I know this because I love to kick myself in the balls constantly sometimes over games that I really want to play this is a great opportunity to get some get some you know uh you can have a fully functional working install of Hunt Showdown for free for the next two days and 23 hours via Steam to test out whatever methods, whatever arcane and bizarre and however wrong-headed they may be or right on the right track they might be, you'll probably have just enough time to not come up with a satisfying solution. Um, but it is interesting because unlike other Crytek games, that have come out over the past five years, modern Crytek games, like post um uh oh god, what was the one where your profit that's gonna torture me post-apocalyptic, New York City anyway, it doesn't matter Go check that out if you like. But more importantly, our second deal is even fucking better. This is the best deals that we ever have on this show are the ones that never go on sale. 
And the ones that never go on sale are games that never go on sale because they know that they have an all-time classic game. Games like Freedom Planet and Plus Plus and this game, which is called Distance. Distance is like uh, open source modernization with a built-in track editor and hundreds of awesome tracks that are community generated. Um, last time I checked, oh wait, no, I think we did a feature on it coming out of early access uh, not too long ago, but it's been in development for forever. Forever. It's like a Tron car racing game where you have deployable airfoils and there's loops. It's like a cross between F-Zero, hard driving in the arcade, hard driving two in the arcade, and uh, futuristic Knight Rider-esque shit crossed with Prince of Persia in a Tron-like world um, where you will race until you die. Dance to you, Dad. Um, it is one of my favorite games that has it's goes it it is a f- show favorite of Best Next Games podcast. Uh, Distance. That's all it's called. Distance. Well, Distance. Now this is the one that for the next eh, you know I guess maybe twenty two hours. Uh, now is fifty percent off, and it never goes on sale, and that is for a reason. Um, because they know they have a fucking classic. So distance is 50% off now through technically through June 15th at $12.49. That's Pacific Coast time. I could actually check and find out exactly how much time is left. But by the time I check and find out exactly how much time is left and then this gets posted, it will be different. So just presume that 22 hours as of 10.45 a.m. Pacific Coast time. So there we go. Now, Ivor, based in with our features so we can get the fuck out. Oh, Ivor... Oh, shit, he took the adrenaline. He's back. Well, that's okay. That, that, that means I don't have to pack up his shit and lug his corpse out. Next time you do this, Ivor, do it in the garage so I can just kick you to the curb. Hit him with it. Oh, my God. It's Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! That's right. It is the Libyans. Uh, I love that. I have, well, we're going to put that as an animatronic feature in your tombstone. So our, this week's feature is a game called Liftoff which is not even so much a game as it is a simulator. It's a simulator for uh, FPV, that's first-person video, uh, high-speed precision drone racing. And it's a simulator of this. And what what does that mean? That means you take a drone, you put a camera on it, and then you put uh, an actual, like, uh, antenna on it, not to control it, but to see in real time through that camera. It's actually built in generally on most of the rigs that I've seen. Um, and that allows you to fly the drone with virtual reality goggles so that you get precision movement in high-speed racing situations. If you've never seen video of this stuff on YouTube, these are all quadrocopters course, quads. Um, then you, you should check this out. You should find a shorter YouTube video of like just, you know, 
people racing these like in a garage or um, you know wherever they can become amazingly fast and there's like tremendous improvements in terms of drone technology over just these last five years um, in terms of the stabilization software and also like the the mass marketing and consumer uh, mass marketing of uh, prosumer quote unquote levels of parts and etc that have been due to like the explosion in the market that have made that made uh, uh, drones that you can buy uh, quads that you can buy they're not drones drones they're they're quad they're quadrocopters that you can buy these days vastly superior to anything that I've ever owned. I've owned two drones um, starting about eight years ago uh, I had uh, well it doesn't matter because they were not very good. I had one super mini that I crashed everywhere and was impossible to control with air conditioning and then I had another one that was slightly more expensive. We're talking like a $300 drone. It was too heavy and it only got like five minutes of flight time and its software was not that good um, so it was difficult to control these days it is an entirely different world now the reason why liftoff is I think you know kind of at least some portion of our of our listening audience because I mean we're all fucking unbelievable tech geek tech geeks out here right um, would be interested in this stuff is that uh, when I was at when I was out at Bellingham for Linux Fest Northwest this year, some guy and I did not see who actually had the drone, and I didn't actually get to confront him and, and you know strangle him. Drop it. I find your lack of faith dis- <laughs> disturbing. Um, force choke him and make him tell me everything that he knows because Commander tear the ship, tear this parking lot apart. I want the plans for this drone. Um, he had this tiny mini drone that and this is outside in Bellingham in the Pacific Northwest like there's like wind constantly when I last flew drones indoors even the tiniest whiff of air air conditioning would send like you know even like a even like my better drone um, which was like 300 bucks it was a significant chunk of change it wasn't like top of the line though by any means not even for the time but uh, it would send it into like a just fucking ah, I don't know what's happening um, and generally it would roll and, fl- and I used to fly them at the bar and it would fly into the into the whiskeys and it was very sad many whiskey, much whiskey was lost during those days and that that's why I don't fly drones anymore or at least haven't for a long time these days the software and actually the carbon fiber components that make up a lot of the uh, you know even lower range drones that you can buy on like a consumer level, we're talking like eh, maybe 200 bucks um, are so good now and the parts are so easy to find in terms of like a replacement because that's the other thing and this is why this game might be interesting to you guys, it's not just a game, it's just actually a simulation and I, I broke my rule and I read a lot of reviews after I got my first you know, 40 minutes in the game, let's see how much time have I spent in loop, this is not a review, this is just a feature, um, I've only spent 24 minutes in the game, but 24 minutes of flying a drone is, like a, one of these racing drones, is like the equivalent of like 
24 minutes almost exactly. No, it's like five runs, you know, like, because they, they don't have a lot of battery life. These, these, the little racer motherfuckers, they are incredibly responsive. They have unbelievable software that, like the guy in Bellingham, this guy, I thought, I thought it was a butterfly. Like we were like maybe at uh, 20 meters remove from, from where the action with this drone was. And it was a mini, mini micro drone, like a palm sized drone. I thought it was a white butterfly. And then I thought I was hallucinating. And then I couldn't figure out what the fuck I was looking at. Cause I was talking to like these people while I chain smoked and yelled at them. System 76 guys, many props go out to you gentlemen and then I gave them weed and then I sent them off I gave them weed in front of their boss which is hilarious sent them off and then I departed as well but um I thought it was a butterfly because and then I thought it was an hallucination this is daylight in fucking wind this guy was taking this little drone and flying loop-de-loops at like 30 meters vertically and then zooming around this parking lot, this congested parking lot with all these people. I did not see the pilot. I don't know if he had um, uh, the um, the goggles for it or if he was just piloting it uh, with the controller and by sight. But anyway, it was unbelievably amazing to me. That Well, it wasn't unbelievably amazing because like, I knew that this would happen. It, it was unbelievably amazing to me only in the sense that I was like, oh, Christ, I got this old this fast. Because I remember, if you've not seen the TED Talk on quadricopters, which I remember showing to Double D at the bar, I want to say 10 years ago. I could look that up, but Ivor is, Ivor is currently de- decontaminating the booth and uh, we, we want to during delicate situations like this I, I don't want to hassle him about the show notes and it would suck if I accidentally reactivated the nerve gas and it seeped out here into the studio but um, that's those are all interstitial concerns to you the bottom line is uh, I was just surprised at how old I got and if you have not seen the TED talk of the guy with the amazing acrobatic quadricopters which I showed to Double D and I was like you know in a couple of years, we're going to have hoverboards. And guess what? In three years, no one had ever imagined, by the way, when I said this to Double D, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going to have hoverboards. I'm like, no, dude. It was like three in the morning at the bar where I used to do all my business. And uh, I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, way. And then three years later, sure enough, hoverboards, although they sucked. But the quadricopters were really the most amazing thing and the software optimizations of them, the software aspect of it was what I found so fascinating. Um, the software software aspect of it, the machine learning, and then like the simple concept. The same thing as like this as the three D printer. Uh, the three D printers don't have the machine learning component, um, but my experience with these little fuckers is that they're expensive and they're not good. And my granted, my experience is like eight years old. Not not that of an eight year old, but like from eight years ago when I when I had when Double D actually bought me my first uh, quadricopter, he bought me a little mini, and then I bought a better one uh, later on. He bought me one for Christmas. Um, it was very cool, very cool gift. Uh, when you crash these things, they fly apart into the smaller they are, they fly apart into a billion little pieces that are impossible to find. And back then, they were difficult to replace. Now, two advantages. 
we have now. The software is a thousand times better. The engineering quality of them over like almost a decade of improvement in terms of like the consumer and prosumer market has made these uh, quadrocopters incredibly capable. Like I said, this guy was flying this little mini drone that like very similar in size from what I could see because it looked like just a little white dot. Maybe it was an hallucination. Maybe it was all just a drunken dream. But once in distant morn ago here my <laughs> Richard Harris and when you lay upon your cot remember the fading wisps of glory that was Camelot um no it was not a drunken dream I was actually fairly sober and I was not stoned it was a real thing I could not believe that a quadrocopter this small was flying this fast and that high without losing control of it and he was flying underneath cars too. Like, I mean, it was sick. It was like fucking crazy what this guy was doing. Like, it would disappear and then, it'd be back. And then, you know, like, oh man. And he was doing Chandel's and he was doing uh, Immelman's. Um, I like, what the fuck? The software is so vastly improved. The engineering is incredibly improved, but it's really the software that makes like wind compensation for shit like this. Uh, possible and assisted piloting technologies for those who are noobs but the problem with drones up until I found Liftoff this game which is $19.99 Liftoff is a high speed virtual first person drone simulator and I read a lot of the reviews on their store page because I was looking to see if people who actually fly drones have been using this to get better at drones and guess what that has been the consistent that, that's like like three out of every four of the reviews for liftoff have been like this has completely saved me so much money I wish I'd had this back when I first started you know five years ago building my own custom quads um, because the problem with quads is you will crash them and the problem with high-speed quads is you will crash them and they will be expensive to get the replacement parts and the epoxy to fix the frame and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're out a very expensive afternoon at like a thousand bucks for exactly 20 minutes of flight time. Well, now you don't have to learn that way. Now you can use Liftoff FPV Drone Racing and then buy a new fucking FPV quad kit. These come with virtual reality goggles and a wireless transmitter that transmits directly to the goggles and then, a you know, like an RC car style remote or some hybrid of the two. But it's really, you want the first person view if you're going to do high speed because you need to see everything as the drone sees it. Like, you can't fly it by just visually you know, blah. You can't race that way. It's too hard. Just check out videos of it, which I didn't really know that this had become such a huge sport over the intervening years. And that the technology had gotten so good because now you can actually get, like, the the, um, headsets are like 200 bucks. um, And to get a decent quad... 
that you know is capable of you know interlinking with your headset and stuff that's like 250 bucks um liftoff fpv drone racing is $20 there are no crashes from which you need to recover in fpv drone racing it has lots of features and it has a track editor and it has um a modifications editor which i did not really get a chance to check out uh, too much because I was busy reading the reviews. But this is exciting because if you don't have a lot of money and who the fuck really does and or if you're like me in, in Las Vegas where we have actually, we have some theoretically, like I give a fuck um, restrictive uh, drone use laws um, within Clark County which is where Las Vegas is located in um, maybe it might be a hassle legally for you to be able to even get the practice time outside of like, you know, your garage or your living room, which are not ideal locales for learning how to, I mean, I was never very good at piloting drones in real life, or piloting quads in real life, but um, with 25 minutes in this simulator like, and the tutorials in the simulator are really good too, um, I, I've gone through about half of them uh, they explain, you know, they explain everything basically through videos that that pop up and are integrated and linked with um, training courses. But then there's the whole fucking workshop thing, and then you can fly in virtual leagues in FPV drone racing. You, it has multiplayer built in, which I have yet to attempt because I am only getting the handle, uh, only getting the very basic hang of rolling, they're doing barrel rolls with these fuckers and stuff, because it, it's such a different animal, it's so much more sophisticated from a software perspective than the type of uh, rotor compensation that, like, you know I've experienced in my life and it gives you, this is like made by I can't remember who the fuck uh, it's got partnerships with it's got partnerships with uh, one of the major FPV uh prosumer slash consumer um makers of uh, headsets and stuff so like a lot of the stuff is branded you can actually buy the quads that are in this game I, including I think the Vortex 180 and in the game you can modify them too but it's really cool and if you have no interest in you know actually spending like you know the 700 bucks to buy an FPV you know, a decent FPV racing drone and all the batteries and all the fucking accoutrement and all the bullshit but are, but have seen this sport, I, I hesitate to call it a sport because it's like bowling, you know, any sport where you can smoke a cigarette, drink a beer and eat a hot dog at the same time is not technically a sport so like, NASCAR I hate NASCAR, but NASCAR begrudgingly, I must say, technically is a sport because you can't drink a beer and eat a hot dog unless you're really fast in the pit but anyway if you've been at all interested in this burgeoning new and it's so exciting like when you experience like just just go to YouTube and look up FPV uh, quad racing and just find like a short one where they actually show you like real racing there's people who do this like in the real world like hardcore and they have obstacles like Jeff Jeff Wise when I mentioned this to him uh, on Friday 
or on a, uh, a Wednesday of, uh, of this week, he was like, oh yeah, have you seen the like obstacle course videos? And I, yeah, you can make those. And that's the cool, that's also the coolest thing about FPV. It's 20, or about liftoff is it's 20 bucks and you know, it has full steam community access and it runs great on Linux. So even if you're not interested in going into meat space with your own quadricopters, blah, you need to check out what it looks like from the pilot's perspective as they fly these tiny little, well, some of them are tiny, some of them are much larger, as they fly them, not at scale 115 miles an hour, but at 115 miles an hour. Um, you know, like, the mo- most of your, like, mini cop, like, the palm-sized ones, uh, they fly so fast that it's like, you know, like, their top speed, though, is only 35 miles an hour, but they're so they're so small and so nimble that, like, the acceleration that you see through the goggles is just fucking amazing. It's like you're in some sort of futuristic, um, Tron-like video game. So if you've never experienced or heard about any of this shit, check out the YouTube videos. I'll try to find one and put it in the show blurb for this week. Uh, that'll do us for this show. We're in and out under an hour! And that's what she said. Actually, that's what I said to her. That's what, uh, yeah, I said to her because I was so pleased that that meant I got my ticket punched. And yet, it was still free. That was a whorehouse joke for those of you who that was a bad whorehouse joke because it didn't make any sense. Anyway, that'll do us for this week. Be sure to check out thinkgeek.com before they go under for, I wonder what it's going to be like, my hour of going down and going under. Um, and check out uh, Distance, 50% off now through tomorrow. Tomorrow, you have, the sun will come out tomorrow, but then you won't be able to get it for 50% off tomorrow. At twelve ninety, twelve forty nine cents, twelve dollars and forty nine cents. Um, and that yeah, that'll do us for this week. Cheers, thanks for listening, and uh, I will be back next week as always. Oh, Ivor's doing. Unfortunately, Ivor's doing very fine. I have to cut off his uh, life support systems now. Um, I will see you next week. Later. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farnham Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die, I'm gonna try Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you We like to sing It only runs on Linux We like to go Yaddy yaddy oh Four or five times We're gonna have such fun Bebop one Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. It's fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm.
you're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.